Hey, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Awesome. So I'm so excited about today. I have a new guest on with me. Her name is Claire Williamson. And I'm really excited about it because we are talking about biohacking trauma and emotional trauma. And this is something that is very new to me. Um, Definitely not my area of expertise and something I also just don't see talked a lot about. And so when Claire reached out quite a while ago, I was excited about it just to like hear how she's been able to apply biohacking to this field um, and really make a career career out of it and help clients with it as well. So Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brittany. Nice to, nice to be here. Yeah. So you are a coach and you're a speaker and I just kind of briefly went over what you kind of focus on. So I would love for you to kind of take it back a step and really help us understand how you got to doing this as your job, as your career in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually spent 14 years of my life with severe chronic anxiety um, which I now know was a survival response to a rape. I was raped, drugged and raped in 2004. And I, I after this experience, really changed in myself. I, I was previously a girl who loved adventure, who loved to travel, who wanted to travel the world, who actually wanted to do something like be a BBC journalist and travel the world and you know report on all of these dangerous and but really worthy subjects to help to get messages out to the world to really change the world save the world but after I was raped I I really withdrew and I actually tro- chose a career path that was very safe um, I chose a relationship that was very safe um, and I became very very unhappy to the point where in 2000 and um, 2009, I actually had a full-on breakdown, um, lost my job, um, became agoraphobic. I didn't leave the house. Um, what was positive from that was that I made a decision with my then boyfriend, who was a Kiwi, who is a Kiwi from New Zealand, to move over here to New Zealand and to start a new life. And that really was the start of me um, coming full circle back to myself actually discovering what I actually wanted to do with my life Um, and in a really strange sequence of events I was made redundant when I was six months pregnant with my second daughter and I was although I was I was much better with the anxiety and I was I was much better in myself I was still unfulfilled and unhappy and at first when I was made redundant I actually was really scared because I'd, I'd lost all my maternity leave. I had another daughter. We had a house that was paid for by two salaries. So I kind of retreated under my duvet and I, I just was scared and, and wasn't sure what we were going to do. 
And then two weeks after that, I just sort of popped out of the duvet and I was like, oh my gosh, I hate my job. This is the best, this is the best thing that could have happened. I get to spend time with this, this baby when it's born. I get to, I get to create the life I want. And Mm -hmm. so the way that I started was to actually get into network marketing. And so that was my first dance with being an entrepreneur. And I, through this, this network marketing, actually met somebody who was training life coaches. And so she actually sponsored me to take her course. So in 2016, I qualified as this life coach and I began life coaching. But neither my life coaching or my network marketing business were going very well. And so the year later, a year later, when we were in quite a lot of financial strife, um, we were actually down on our knees, really in terrible strife, actually. I'm under, <laughs> I'm undervaluing how bad it was. Mm. Um, and I actually, it was the week that I'd actually had to go to a food bank to get some food for my children. I actually met another lady and another network marketing opportunity came in front of me. And this time it was working with a technology that measures all of your biometrics and basically gives you insight into yourself. And so I was really intrigued by this, right? Because I knew that my body was in this survival response. I knew that this anxiety was taking over my life, but I really didn't know what the triggers to that were. I knew that it all linked back to being raped, but why was that causing me to be anxious in everyday life? Why would I have a panic attack walking through a tunnel or going into the supermarket? And this anxiety was such it was just such a debilitating thing as a mum. And it was debilitating me in my business as well. I knew it. I couldn't get out in front of people. I couldn't speak. I couldn't, I didn't, I had no voice. And so I started wearing this technology and I started to become really, really, really aware of the triggers that were causing my nervous system to go into fight or flight or mainly fight and then flight and then completely withdraw into, you know, um, the parasympathetic nervous system completely shut down, completely hide. And this enabled me to start making certain changes in my lifestyle. So I would pick and choose how I spent my time. And I started to see my nervous system response change. I started to feel calmer. I realized that what I was doing was biohacking on a physical level, biohacking the nervous system. And I became fascinated with the stress response. I started to follow um, a guy called Stephen Porges who taught me about the nervous system ladder, how at the top of the ladder we're in a safe place. You know, the mind is completely calm and then something triggers us to fall down the ladder into the sympathetic nervous system and then fall down again into this withdrawal where for rape victims it is that your body um, your body actually feels like it's safer to play dead than to fight. And I saw how I was doing this in my everyday life. You know, the kids would suddenly start screaming and that would fire something, some sort of protection in my, in my body for me to then fight. And then I'd try to fight, you know, I'd try to get, gather the kids, try to get them to quieten down and nothing was working and I'd feel myself withdraw and I'd, I'd almost be, you know, sort of hiding from my own children and unable to fight. Does that make sense? It was like, it was this crazy nervous system response that I began to hack. And this began the biohacking journey 
of, you know, biohacking the food that I ate, biohacking my sleep, which is why I was fascinated with you and just so, so happy to find your podcast and your Facebook page and everything else. Um, but in through this journey, as I started to, um, I guess, really get insight into myself, I became fascinated with my whole life story. And I actually started to write. I started to write about my childhood. I started to write about the rape. And all of these words came together in a book. And what I realized I was doing was um, was biohacking my emotions. Because as I wrote the book, I started to feel differently about everything that had gone before because I could see it from a different percep- perception, perspective. So every single experience that I'd been t- through, as I went back to it, I started to see it from the eyes of an adult. I started to see different things. I started to feel different things. And those different feelings enabled different actions in my now. I started to feel like I could instead of I couldn't. I started to not feel um, as afraid as I started to understand things in a different way. And what I realized I was doing was emotional biohacking. And I really wanted to bring that through into the coaching that I was then starting to build. So that brings us around to the last couple of years where I actually started to get into subconscious reprogramming and use a very specific method to do exactly what I did with myself, with my clients, to enable their action when they're stuck in debilitating procrastination and inaction, when they're held back by their story how to biohack that story and the emotions in that story so we can actually leverage that story online and put them in front of people powerfully with, you know, wisdom that can help. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's incredible to hear, first of all, your journey. Um, I, you know, I'm sorry that you went through such difficult uh, experiences and yeah, like sounds awful, but at the same time, it's really, you've really made something out of it. And obviously you're like, you're helping your clients now, which is really cool. Um, and we see that a lot with people in the biohacking world and in the health world in general is like, they go through some sort of um, very difficult time and heal themselves and learn how to let their body heal Uh, and their mind heal. And then they make a career out of it and start helping other people do the same, which is awesome. And, and so you you come off very like authentic about it because you've been through it yourself and and that's just the best. And I, um, I really like that. And so when you're talking about, you know, biohacking your story and really making it work for you, instead of you just kind of living in it, um, like practically, like what does that actually look like? Like what are some of the exercises that you recommend for that type of thing? So just like physical biohacking, we see people who are a, who are a victim to their body. You know, their, their body is, is working in a certain way. And, and when we physically biohack, we work with our personal chemistry, right? And mm-hmm. so, and, and to, to have better outcomes and put different um, routines and habits in place that enable us to be healthier, to live in our, our optimal health. And so it's the same with the mind. We can work with the mind. So I say to people, people are so used to 
just dismissing their emotions or pushing their emotions down. We're human doings. We're not human beings. We go about our lives in a rush. You know, we don't process emotions as they happen, as we have experiences. If we get, you know, you think about getting upset about something, we just feel kind of maybe angry or bitter or just sad and then we just dismiss it we try and push it down we don't try to go through that emotion feel that emotion and let that emotion pass through energy and motion emotions right Mm -hmm. but the the side effect of pushing those emotions down is that they don't go anywhere they get stuck and then they start to show up in our day-to-day life in other places in a, in, a, in a way that is damaging. And if you imagine for an entrepreneur, their, their state, their emotional state is everything. Their emotional state is the decision between showing up on a Facebook Live and sharing a powerful message and not. Their mm-hmm. state is the decision of sending messages out to connect with people and drive their business forward or not. Their emotional state is the decision at all to get up and be in their business that day. You know, like their emotional state is their superpower. And so what if we biohack that? What if the feelings that we have are messengers and they can tell us everything about what is holding us back? So an example of a tool that I use with clients is called Anchors. And so what we're used to being is in the emotional state that's not productive for us, that's not helpful for us. So what I get clients to do is to really feel into the emotional state of the highest version of their selves, of themselves. So when they're winning, when they have that, you know, financial abundance, when they have the life that they want, the success that they want, the business that they want, how are they feeling then? And so they get, they then start to talk to me about these positive emotions, the, the pride, the confidence, the calm, the peace, um, the security, you know, feeling safe. And I say to them, okay, well, what if we can create those emotions now? And so where the suffering is for all of us is in the gap between where we are now and where we want to be. So this, the, the goal of this tool is to close the gap to have them feeling more of the emotions that they want to create instead of the emotions that they have. The emotions that we have, we deal with through the emotional trauma um, method that I mentioned, uh, you know, just a little while before. So we can deal with those. We can let those emotions go, but we can also close the gap between the emotions that they have and the emotions that they want. So I get them to feel into an activity that they can do every day, that they can lean on as their anchor to create those those future emotions. So, for example, often an emotion that is really helpful is gratitude. So how can they create that gratitude every day? Maybe it's a, a gratitude walk. Maybe it's sitting down and writing three to five things that they're grateful for. Maybe in those really hard moments where they feel really negative emotions, it's writing down a hundred things that they're grateful for. And then we create an affirmation to drive that, that action, to make sure that action happens. And what happens is, again, this is, this is the biohacking, right? This is the emotional biohacking. It is bringing these into your every single day, your routine, your habits, creating new powerful habits that optimize your personal chemistry, that work with the mind, with the body, they start to feel a different thing. 
And this is powerful. This creates the state that drives their business forward. This enables them to take the actions they wouldn't have before. Yeah, I'm, I can relate to so much of what you're saying. Uh, as an entrepreneur myself, um, it definitely has its moments of difficulty. I mean, like, even if you work in the corporate world career-wise, like, you still have those moments. But um, it's very interesting that you talk about entrepreneurs because you you really hit the nail on the head. Like, you decide if you get up and record your podcast or not, and you decide if you show up for the things that you are wanting to do that push your, that push your business forward. Um, and it can be easy to let, you know, emotions and other things really hold you back and not, um, put your best foot forward. And yeah, yeah, so it's so interesting that you, like you talk about that. Um, and in terms of like practices, like I practice gratitude, um, quite a bit. So me and my partner, we will do, and I've talked about this before on the show, but um, we'll do something I call a moment of gratitude and it'll be before we eat. And it's also like the millennial version of grace is what I call it. So mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, praying to some God or something like that, um, we'll just say like something that we're thankful for that day before we eat. And it's just really helpful to pause before just like scarfing down a meal and just really be present. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we do is when we go to sleep, we do, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what it's called, but it's kind of like gratitude, but we do a, we each will say things that we're grateful for about each other um, before we go to sleep every single night. And I think we've been doing that for a couple of years now. And it's like, we can't go to sleep without doing it. And it's really good because I know it's a bit different from like career wise, but before you go to sleep, if you have to say something that you are grateful for, or you appreciate in your partner that he or she did that day, like you're suddenly like looking for the good every single day and seeing the good rather than like, be mad about something that they might've done. And it makes a difference. Like it makes a very positive environment. Um, especially, especially when you do it over and over again, you can really see how it starts to influence your life and influence your relationship. So these practices, they definitely, definitely work, um, over time. You, that's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that you, you used the word presence because what Mm. our trauma does is it, takes us out of the present, right? It puts us in limbo between the past, the present and the future Mm. because the emotions we're experiencing that are linked to the trauma are from the past, but they make us worry about the future. So we're neither Mm. in, we're we're never in the present and, and our power is in the present. And so that's why I say our emotions are also a superpower and they are a huge superpower for an entrepreneur because I will ask an, an entrepreneur, like they will come to me and they've done the mindset work. They're doing the gratitude. They're trying to meditate. And there's still something that holds them back. There's like a feeling. And it especially comes up in terms of visibility online. Mm. And there will be something in there, perhaps around their self-worth or around a feeling of shame that goes directly back to an experience that they've had in the past. And without neutralizing the charge of that emotion from that past experience, it is always going to trigger in the present and hold them back. 
So it's like the, you know, really getting, I think, bringing trauma into, into, into our work and acknowledging those emotions instead of pushing them down and asking the question, where do you come from and what am I supposed to learn? You know, how can, if I can neutralize the charge of this emotion in the past and understand the wisdom of the experience and bring that into my work, bring that into my personal story and share that with my audience, like there is so much power in that to help somebody else. But we can't do it while we're still stuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, say you had some things happen in your childhood or as a teen or maybe an early adult, whatever, um, how would you know if those circumstances or, or those events are still impacting you today? If you're kind of going through the nine to five and then you have kids maybe, and you're just kind of on the go all the time, like how do you know if you've appropriately dealt with those traumas and released them or if they're like actually weighing down on you and you're just ignoring them? Claire, can you hear me? Yep. Sorry, my my um my phone went to sleep. Yeah. That's so okay. I always <laughs> I always ask people, are you your highest version? Are you experiencing the success that you want? Do you have the house that you want to live in? The car that you want to drive? The the relationship that you want to have? Like, you know, that full on abundance is is that yours yet? And 99.9% of the time people say no, right? And I'm like, okay, so it's almost like um, I use, another tool I use is called the give to gain or the gain, the give, yeah, the give to gain tool. So I ask people, okay, well, write me down what that looks like. Make two columns on a page and on the right-hand column, like tell me everything that would create this this life that you want, right? So for an example, you might write down, I, I want 10,000 followers on Instagram because that is going to give me the influence. It's going to connect me to the people. That's going to give me the business. What radi radi ra. Okay. So on the left-hand column, what are you not giving that would create those 10,000 followers online? And then there'll be like something really simple. I'm just not showing up. I'm not posting consistently every day. I'm not reaching out on messenger. Okay. Well, why not? And there's a feeling there, right? There's a feeling that shows Mm -hmm. up And often it's the same feeling showing up everywhere. And for me, this feeling was trapped and stuck. So I really came face to face with this feeling earlier this year when I had my first big speaking opportunity. And I just turned into this child who was afraid, who was like giving every single excuse not to um, write my speech you know, I almost like pulled a sickie to not get on the stage. Like I was in this ridiculous place. And the, the ridiculous thing was, the most ridiculous thing was that I'd known about this speaking opportunity for a year. I had a, a year to write my speech and I had a year to prepare. And every single time it came to the crunch, I found an excuse to just put myself out of it, do something else. And so with a few weeks left before I actually had to stand on the stage and make the speech, I was in a really bad place. And I was trying to connect with what the feeling was that was really holding me back. And like I said, it was trapped and stuck. It was like somebody had me up against a corner and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get away anywhere. 
And so I really dug into this feeling and all of a sudden this memory came up of being stuck behind a door with my mum on the other side of the door yelling at me, screaming at me, and I felt like she was going to come in. I felt like she was going to hurt me. I, I, I felt trapped and stuck. And this led me to really understand my childhood a little bit better. I lent into the experiences that I'd written about in my book, violence, um, you know, verbal abuse. My mum had bipolar and our whole childhood was volatile. I never really knew how to, to be. I never knew how to show up. I could show up in the same way three times and get a different reaction. Um, I saw my mum, I saw my world through my mum's eyes. So she was always powerless to, to situations. The life, you know, life was hard. Life was scary. Life sucked. Life, life was a bag of shit and you couldn't do anything about it. And I felt that powerlessness as a child. And I realized as I went to stand on that stage that that trapped and stuck feeling was my own powerlessness, that this feeling of power, powerlessness from childhood was showing up in terms of a scarcity mindset. I felt powerless in terms of, of my own abundance. I felt powerless when it came to, um, you know, things like COVID-19 and that little that that was still coming up so my final steps into my highest version yet was connecting with that feeling that powerlessness i'd i felt like i'd healed from the rape but there was still something there and again it was powerlessness and so in february this year i actually started my deepest healing yet and that was into the traumas that i'd had as as a child and for some weird reason i hadn't gone into trauma healing because i'd sort of thought that the rape was the reason for everything that i felt and it wasn't there are so many layers of our trauma and there are so many things that even for children, for people who had relatively good childhoods, there's still things there that, that made them feel, you know, shame or made them feel humi- humiliated or made them feel embarrassed, who made them feel stupid. You know, like I remember a childhood memory that made me feel not smart and that comes up in the present, but I, I'm aware of it now and I've done the work to change the emotion, to be able to just brush the emotion away and step into the truth. I am smart. You know, I, I'm, I don't have anything to be ashamed about. There's, we can only feel shame when we feel like there's something to be ashamed about. So what if we change those beliefs? And ultimately, that is what the emotional biohacking is doing. It is creating a whole new belief system, one that serves you. But the only way that we create those new beliefs and install those new beliefs is to believe those things every day. So again, it's the biohacking, it's the daily habits, the daily routines. And it is taking something like affirmations that everybody uses, but they just Google them or they just grab one from Louise Hay. What if we find the right affirmation to change the belief system that is broken in you, that upgrades that programming? You know, if you think of your brain like a great big supercomputer and all the way through your life, you've been going through these experiences, picking up these meanings and beliefs and storing them away against the memories. What if your whole, you know, your whole programming just needs an upgrade? 
And we upgrade those programmings by thinking the new thoughts every single day. So if we find the experience that that marked us, that scarred us, and we change the emotion and we, we create the new declaration, the new truth, the new programming, and we use that every single day in those feelings that do hold us back. You know, the minute we feel that sinking feeling, that pit of the stomach feeling, for me, that trapped or stuck feeling, what if I use an affirmation, a reminder of my truth? And that is how we shift into powerful action. That is how we become the highest version of ourselves. Our vision of this perfect life, this abundant life, this this happy life is just an evolved version of ourselves that we can actually embody in our now, right? Through our mind. So we turn our mind, the thing that blocks us the most, into our, our you know, our secret source, our biggest, um, you know, the best hidden secret yet. And we just optimize that and we use that to our advantage. We use our superpower. That's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, I just love everything that you just said. And your exercise, I actually wrote it down, the like, what do you want uh, and what do you need to get or give to get there and why aren't you doing yeah. it and what's the feeling associated with it? I actually just wrote that down and I'm going to do that after this because I think that is a very interesting exercise and I'm very curious to see what comes up for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, affirmations are so powerful. Like I I have a, a physical like agenda and planner that I write in every day um, and a long time ago, probably a year ago, I started writing, um, there's like different sections of it, but I just started writing things that I was grateful for about myself. And so I was really working on like self-love, um, and it'd have to be something new every day. And now I've just recently switched probably in the last month to writing, um, different affirmations and wording it very carefully. So instead of writing like, I am very smart. You write like, I believe I am very smart. And so I always Mm -hmm. start them with, I believe, because I'm really trying to uh, change my beliefs about myself. And it's difficult because like you said, you're kind of working against years of thoughts and experiences that might say otherwise. So you really do have to be like writing these every day and teaching yourself to believe these things that of the person that you want to be. Um, yeah. and it's, it's deep work and, but I mean, that's how you level up, right. And biohacking is all about leveling up. And so, um, I think you got to do the work to get the results for this. Yeah. And I would really encourage anybody to really understand, like, if it is, I believe I am smart, like what was the experience that told you, you, that you weren't? Maybe it was, I know for me, it was just this silly memory of being asked to get up in front of the class and do a long division. And I really am not like, I don't, I've never had that mind, you know, I'm very creative. I don't hate numbers, but as a child, I must've been like seven or something. Cause I went to this stupidly, you know, smart school, private school in the, in the UK and getting asked to get up and do something that was really hard. And, um, I just couldn't do it. And the teacher mocked me, humiliated me. Kids laughed, you know, back in their chairs. And I just felt so stupid. 
And I actually did the, what I use is the E4 method for trauma release. And I use that method to go back into that memory and to really understand it in a different way. And to go back into the subconscious where we laid the command down in the first place, I'm not smart. And to lay down a new command of I am smart, you know, and to believe it right there in the subconscious where it happened. Because what happens is, you know, like I see this a lot with money affirmations. And they will say something like, money flows easily to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the subconscious just goes, yeah, right. Like, yeah. look around you, love. You're completely broke. The, you know, yeah. like, it's like, and, and all of that comes up. All of the feeling overwrites the affirmation. So we actually have to go into the subconscious and work with the subconscious and change the belief where it was laid mm. down. And then when we believe something different, like for me with the scarcity mindset, to actually go back into my past experiences and really realize that scarcity was, is an illusion. And to mm. actually truly believe that because I saw my experiences in a completely different way. And then I can say that, you know, I trust in abundance. I, I believe that money is always in flow and I actually believe it. You know, it's more of a reminder rather than trying to convince my subconscious of something that it just doesn't believe. <laughs> right. So you said something about an E4 method. Yeah. Um, so so would I be able to find that on Google if I wanted to like dig deeper into my affirmations or what is that exactly? Yeah, I really encourage you to look at Soul Society, which is um, okay. it is run by a, an incredible lady called Dr. Erin. And she, she works with um, – with Emerson Universal Law, and she developed the E4 technique that I'm now training in. So I'm actually um, deepening my coaching with spiritual certification, working with subconscious reprogramming and um, emotional trauma release. And the reason why I love the E4 method and because the reason why I wanted to bring it into my practice was because it was so close to what I experienced writing my book inadvertently I had biohacked these emotion these emotional traumas right just by really putting my, myself in this state this kind of meditative state of really digging deep and going back and re-experiencing but without any evaluation just actually being in the motion being in the moment and for me being in the moment and writing it down as it happened and then kind of taking another look and understanding whether what I saw through that little girl's eyes, you know, six, four, five, seven years old, like what I saw, was that the truth? Was that the truth that was going to take me forward in my life, believing that life was hard and life sucked and that life's a bag of shit and it's never going to get any better and you're powerless to, to doing anything yourself? Or did I want to believe that I am the source of my abundance and that everything I create for myself and that if I did lose everything, just like we lost everything as a child, that I can actually create it all back for myself because I am the source of my abundance and I am the power. The power is not in anything outside of me. And giving my power away to that was just going to let me down every single time. So the E4 process, which is a specific me method, you know, that works it just was it was it was obviously not getting somebody to go and try and write a book or try and mm -hmm. 
you know, mimic what I'd done writing the book. I connected with a, a method that was so close, but was so specific and so powerful that I could bring it into my coaching and I could change people's lives and I am changing people's lives. And it feels amazing because my sole goal is to make a difference in this world. And there is this ripple effect now by working with these impact-driven entrepreneurs who are stuck behind themselves, who are limiting their own power, and to then get them into action, to get them across that line where their scars are no longer marking them. They're making them. They're taking that, that experience that they've gone through and they're doing something powerful with it. They're finding the purpose in their pain. It just feels like I'm realizing my soul goal and my soul goal is being lived out. And through the income that I generate as a coach, I'm also able to work into the projects that set my soul fire alight. I love, I love conserving the rainforests and I never felt that I had the disposable income or the ability to make a difference there. And in building my business, I'm now doing that as well. So it's just so, it's just such a beautiful full circle going back to who I always was and what I always wanted to do and this this soul fire, this soul goal that's always been there, enabling all of that because I was able to overcome myself and now helping mm. others to do the same. Mm. Oh, so fascinating. So interesting. I just I just love this because I am an entrepreneur and so I see my emotional blocks and and things that I need to work through. Um, and it's just so interesting to hear you talk about this. Um, you know, even as a biohacker, it's, I find it fascinating. Um, yeah. And so, you know, other than working with you right away, um, what, like, where can somebody start today? Um, if they're an entrepreneur or they have some sort of like side hustle, or even they're in the corporate world, um, what, what do you recommend like your book or their other books or where can someone start? Yeah, the book, the book's on its way. It's um it's in its second developmental edit. So, I won't point people in that direction yet, but I love I love connecting with people on Instagram. So, I'm at CW underscore full underscore circle and I'm always posting tips on there and sharing things, but in the bio link as well, there's a link to the Soul Goal Kit, which is a free guide to get started mm. in the emotional biohacking. Um, and in there as well, it sort of takes um, that block in terms of feeling to how you take action. And obviously in our business, it is around marketing and promoting ourselves, putting ourselves out there, getting outside of our comfort zone, going from what I call a survivor to a recovered survivor. You know, we don't want to survive those feelings. Mm. We want to thrive. So how do you become a recovered survivor and how does that help you shift in your business? I have a free guide that's that you get to through the link in my bio. And um, yeah, it takes you through those first few steps. And if you enjoy me, if you find me helpful, you can obviously then decide to come and work with me more closely. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go look at that after this. Um and kind of go through some of the things we talked about today, the E4 and just like some of the different exercises, because um, I just think it's so necessary and we kind of owe it to ourselves to really dig deep through the things that we've been through and kind of come out better on the other side, I think. So 
yeah, this has just been so awesome and I feel so inspired by you. So thank you so much for coming on. Like I have learned so much and I know my listeners definitely learned a lot as well. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, no worries. Um, and so I will put everything in the show notes. Um, I will link your Instagram and which has got the link to your bio. Do you have a website as well? Yeah, it's really simple. It's cwfullcircle.com. Perfect. I will link that as well. Um, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.